Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the sixth episode of the Better Leader Podcast. Hard to believe we've already done six episodes, but here we are. I've had a lot of fun doing this. Hopefully, you're enjoying it as well. Wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe. Uh, I'd appreciate it for sure. But today, we are going to be switching gears a little bit, uh, a little less like focused on a topic, but more focused on a few things that I learned while I was coaching. So we're going to talk about three of the best lessons about leadership I learned while I was coaching. I spent uh, about 10 years coaching high school sports, coached baseball and football primarily, did a one-year stint coaching uh, freshman boys basketball. Boy, was that um, that was an experience, and uh, that was an, an, an interesting one. I had no business coaching basketball, but I did it. But I learned some valuable lessons over the course of that 10-year time of coaching that have helped me as a leader now. And so let's talk about three of the best lessons that I learned. The first one is this, is that availability is the best ability. Availability is the best ability that you can have as a leader, as a person, as an employee, as a worker, as a friend, whoever it may be. Availability is the best ability. And I'll I'll illustrate it with a couple of stories here. Uh, The last year that I coached high school football, I coached, uh, my position group was wide receivers. And so I had two senior wide receivers, neither who through the first eight to 10 weeks of the season were playing very much. And uh, one of them, he had torn his ACL the year before that. Really good athlete. That's a difficult thing timetable-wise to come back from. So it was a slow start for him in that year. But as he continued to be available, to be present, to show up, to have a good attitude, and that's really hard to do. I understand that there's disappointment that comes along that, and there's frustration on their end, and, and I totally understood that as a coach. But it was in week eight of our season Y'all, that's a long time. In week eight of our season, he caught his first touchdown pass. And he really hadn't been playing even a ton before that, but he caught his first touchdown pass in week eight of our season. And then he went on to catch a touchdown pass in the next two games as well and in one of our playoff games and really turned in some good statistics, had some great moments, and was just a really cool story and such a great, man, he's a great young man. And it was just really incredible to watch. But his availability never changed throughout the season. He was always present and showing up to practice. He didn't quit. He was available. The other senior that I coach, he didn't have a catch in a game until week 10 of our season where he had three catches. And in our playoff game, which we won, his catch was what iced the game for us. And we ended up winning. And that's a long time to stay being available. But because he was available, right, that was the best ability that he had was his availability and ended up paying big dividends for him personally and for our team. I can't tell you how many times as a coach I'd be looking around, somebody's hurt, something has happened, and I'm grabbing the first guy that I can see on the sideline and throwing them in because they're pay attention. They're there. They're present. They're not, you know, over messing around somewhere else or talking with their friends. They're paying attention. They're focused on what's going on. Availability is one of the best abilities that you can have. You know, I look at I have the opportunity to speak to large groups of people on a regular basis now, uh, and that is something that I enjoy being able to do. However, that didn't; those opportunities just didn't come overnight. They came through like 
being available in different seasons of my life. I led small groups of guys. I taught in, uh, I took every opportunity that I could to teach, whether it was to kids or to, to other groups of individuals in smaller settings before I even had the opportunity uh, to teach to lar- larger groups of people. And I learned that availability is so powerful because when you're available and you're present, People in leadership are looking to give opportunities away, and when you're available and present, you're going to have those opportunities. And I think about it like this. When you take your talent, all of us have talent. Some of us have more talent than others. Uh, there's a lot of people who are more talented than me. I know that. But when you take talent and preparation and you add that with availability, talent, preparation. Everybody has talents to offer. Everyone can be prepared. And the other thing that you can do is you can be available. When talent, preparation, and availability meet opportunity, you never know what's going to happen. When talent, uh, op- when talent, availability, and preparation meet an opportunity, you never know what's going to happen. But if you're not prepared and you're not ready for the opportunities that come up, you're going to lose them. So availability, being present, and being consistent in what you do is one of the best abilities that you can have. And that's one of the things I learned, man, through coaching all the time. I said, I couldn't tell you I could tell story after story how when someone was available, it provided an opportunity for them. So availability is one of the best abilities. Second thing that I learned is this, is in the midst of chaotic situations, slow down. In the midst of chaotic situations, slow down. When things are unraveling, slow down. When the pressure is on, slow down. One night, we were co- uh, there was a game that we, we had on a Friday night, and the game didn't start that bad for our team. We were competing, and it was competitive, but as it went on, the wheels really fell off. And, and honestly, our team showed an extreme lack of mental toughness. And what happened is, is as the, the th- things didn't go our way, as the situation began to turn against us, we faced some adversity, it spiraled out of control. And what happened? We lost focus. We give up touchdowns. And then players start fighting with each other. Players start arguing with coaches. And next thing you know, we've got a guy getting a personal foul, getting kicked out of the game, and everything is unraveled. At that point, we're giving up touchdown after touchdown because we lacked mental toughness. Why did, we, why did that happen? Well, we let things spiral. When we faced adversity, everything spiraled out of control for us, and it ended up amplifying and making the situation worse. We, we would have lost that game still, but we wouldn't have lost in the same manner. We wouldn't have looked as bad doing it if we would have kept our composure, slowed ourselves down, and we wouldn't have lost focus. And I'll never forget that year that I did spend coaching basketball, I was able to coach with um, a guy or underneath uh, a guy named John Schaefer, who's been a head basketball coach in Southwest Missouri for a long time. He's got a lot of district championships that he's won. He's a state championship winning coach. I think that he's never even had a losing record. He's a good coach. And one of the things that I observed while spending that year coaching with him is that he was cool under pressure. 
you know, I, I was new to being around basketball in that setting, and uh, it can get pretty high intensity when you're in a big game, and when you take a timeout, you feel like you have to communicate and convey so much information, but I watched him, and when we would take timeouts, even if the game was on a line, we're drawing up like one last play, right, or we're talking about how we're going to guard an inbounds play uh, with just a few seconds left on the clock. I watched as he slowed down, and he explained things in a calm and collected manner. And what that did was it gave everyone on our team the ability to understand what was happening. The focus increased. Why? Because we slowed down when we were in the midst of the pressure in that chaotic situation. And that's the truth. You, you've got to slow down. Whether you're leading a business or an organization, whatever you're leading in, whatever capacity you're leading in, even within your friend group and your family, when the pressure is on, I want to challenge you. Take a step back. I'm I talked about this on the last episode a little bit. I'm really bad at this because I'm emotion-driven that oftentimes I want to either blow up in anger or I want to start barking orders and command everything that's going to happen. What I often need to do when the pressure is on is I need to take a step back. I need to slow myself down because when I slow myself down, I'm able to focus. One of the things that I've had the opportunity to do within our organization and where I get to work is I had the opportunity to implement some new live stream software back after the pandemic hit uh, that allowed us to communicate messages uh, and to be able to share our content online. And what you, if you've had any experience in like the tech industry, you know this is that things go wrong. Things happen that are outside of your control. You're going to face and encounter problems that you don't know how to solve. And oftentimes it was like, man, this matters so much because like we're live right now online to people. We have to get this problem solved as soon as possible. And when I first started leading in this field, I would panic and I would get emotional and I would try and uh, just as fast as I could attack the problem and fix it. And what I learned over time is whenever I would do that, I either A, treated people around me and on our team in a manner that I was like, man, that's not who I want to be as a leader. Or secondly, what would happen is I would be working so fast and my brain is firing on, uh, you know, in just rapid fire response that I'm not slowing down and giving myself any time to solve the problem. And so what I've learned is, is through the years, and again, I'm still pretty bad at this, but I'm trying to learn, is whenever you're facing a problem like this, is you've gotta slow yourself down in order to be able to think clearly. Here's the thing, you're a leader. You're gonna be in pressure situations. That's why you're a leader. You know, you're gonna face those things. You're gonna face hard decisions, hard times when the pressure is on you, and sometimes you'll have to make a decision at the drop of a hat. And what I would challenge you to do, and what I'm challenging myself to do, is in those moments, if I can slow down, I know I will make a better decision. And if I can bring other people into that, if I have the time to, I can give myself some time and give myself some space to make a better decision, even when the pressure is on, even when the timetable might be quicker than I want it to be. But I learned that through coaching, is that you gotta slow down under pressure. Don't let 
things spiral. Your job as a leader so oftentimes, and my job as a leader, is to not let things spiral out of control. And the way that you respond and you react to pressure, hard circumstances, challenging situations, situations that require immediate feedback or immediate response, you are teaching the people who are underneath you how they should respond in those situations. And if you want to build a healthy culture, you want to have a healthy organization, if you respond well, and not allowing things to spiral, then that is going to trickle down through your organization, and there will be a calm sense of focus in the midst of chaos. But in the midst of chaos, we don't want to spiral. The third thing that uh, really was one of my favorite things about coaching is the joy of winning with a team. The joy of doing something important with a team is hard to beat in any other area of life. I mean, the feeling you get of accomplishing a goal, a task, or having success with a team is pretty indescribable, really. I, I coached, uh, spent several years coaching freshman football, and it's so funny because no one cares about you know, how the freshman team at the school I coached at was doing. Like, that's not a big deal. You're not going to read about that in the newspaper. But I remember the group of guys that I had, I think it was my first year of coaching. We won the uh, city championship. We beat the other three schools in our conference that were in our city and uh, swept the city. And, and we won all three of those games. And that was something that our school hadn't done in a long time. And I remember how much that meant to me on that night. I'll never forget that night. Uh, just how much those guys, I can still picture the faces of these young men as we got to celebrate and, and you know, now I look back and it's like, it's a, it's a small thing, right? But it meant so much to us. Why? Because we did it together. I remember going in the locker room after the game and I had a ball bag in my hand carrying some equipment and uh, I actually jumped up on a table in our locker room, threw the equipment bag across the, the room and just like let out a yell and all of our players did too and we just got to celebrate together in a, in a huddle and I remember I still have a picture on my phone that we took a picture together after that and that elation of winning with people is something that feels so good. And I've experienced that now in a different setting as well. When you get to do something as a team, it means more. You can be successful individually. You can accomplish a lot individually. But what really makes leading worth it? Because we just talked about adversity and the pressures that you face and responding to that. There's a lot of hard things that come with leadership. But one of the best things that comes with leadership is when you get to celebrate with your team. And you're going to have moments if you stay consistent and you stay available and you stay, uh, you know, just continuing to invest in whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to get some wins. You might be in a season where you've had a lot of losses, but you're going to get some wins. And when you get those wins and get to celebrate them with your team, it makes it all worth it. You, you don't want to lead alone. You don't want to lead in isolation. I say it like this all the time. You don't want to operate in a silo within your organization. It's easy to get in a silo, and it's easy to do your own thing, or even maybe you have a small team. It's easy to just take your, your small team and not celebrate with the team at large, but when you can celebrate accomplishments with an entire team, when you get to do things together, the elation of that and the feeling of that 
it, it means so much, and it's so valuable. And so what are the three things, that I, three of the best lessons I've learned? Maybe, maybe we'll do another episode on this again because there's so many lessons that I learned, but availability is the best ability. Be present. You'll never have an opportunity to showcase your talent if you're not available. The second thing is this, is stay calm under pressure and don't spiral. Don't spiral. And the third thing is this, is that winning with a team feels good. Develop your team, grow your team, be around your team, invest in your team, because when you win as a team, man, that's what it's all about. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Better Leader Podcast. We'll see y'all on the next episode.